0: Beloved Church of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, whether a person is gullible and believes anything that people tell them, like that it says gullible on the ceiling, or people are skeptical and insist on clear proof before believing someone's story, no one can live their life without trusting in the abilities, descriptions, interpretations, and promises of other people. Since we are not God who can see everything perfectly at the same time, and we are unable to see the heart and the motives of others, everybody needs faith to survive. And you, Christian, are not different from your neighbor because you believe in something you cannot see. Non-Christians believe in things they cannot see as well. In order for society to continue to function for businessmen, then businessmen have to believe that contracts will be honored. Scientists have to believe in the reliability of their instruments. And members of a family have to believe that it is safe to be in the same house together. Many people believe that the islands in the Pacific Ocean exist just because they have been told about them, or maybe they've seen some pictures. Even atheists need faith in their principles to maintain their position. James says that the demons believe that God is one. Having faith does not distinguish Christians from non-Christians, but what distinguishes these different groups is what They believe about where they came from, who they are, and what they are meant to do. Only Christians believe that God leads them by His Word and Spirit to see that their most important task in all of life is to glorify and worship God. When we talk about what we believe to be true, We need to talk about our core values that influence our perspective on life, our life choices, our daily conduct. If you imagine that the priorities in your life are like layers of an onion with the least important things on the outside and the most important things on the inside, people will have different things in their center, the core of their being. And you can find The core values of your life by asking what it is that you desire most in this life. Is it control, comfort, adventure, happiness, or is it worshiping God? You can also find your core values by asking what it is that you fear most in this life. Is it supernatural forces? Is it poverty, or boredom, or suffering? Or is it separation from the most holy God? Another way to see what is in your heart is to look at how you spend your time. What goals do you have? Are you spending time trying to gain control of your life by appeasing maybe supernatural forces like chance or magic or karma Are you trying to escape confrontation and suffering? Are you living to try to appease the opinions of others, trying to find happiness through buying things or doing things? Or is the daily motto for your life that you just want to love God and love your neighbor as yourself? Whatever is at the center of your life as a core value is what will ultimately motivate your decisions and your behavior. That is why Christ's shepherds are so concerned when people who call themselves believers are not excited to actually worship God or are more focused on getting stuff than on loving God and being kind and compassionate to their families and neighbors. True faith in our hearts Influences all our priorities because God uses this faith as an instrument to graft us into the body of our risen Lord Jesus Christ. Nothing else that a person might value or believe does this. No other, nothing else in the world can graft you into Christ Jesus, the risen Lord. There is no other way to be brought into the kingdom of light and salvation except by true faith. Only those who believe in the triune God are saved from God's wrath and can experience the forgiveness of sins and and live in the hope of everlasting life. True faith unites us to the victorious Lord Jesus Christ so that God treats us in love like he treats his very own Son. He dwells in us by his Spirit. He makes us share in all the benefits that Christ has obtained for his church. If you peel back the layers of life like an onion, the greatest desire of those who are grafted into Christ by true faith is to worship the God who created them, to glorify him with everything they do, to love him in eternal fellowship. And I preach this gospel to you under the following theme, that faith is a gift of God that is infused into the core of our being. We'll see first the Christian faith, and you'll notice in the New Testament, like in Timothy 3, verse 9, and 4, verse 1, and 5, verse 8, that everything we believe is just referred to as the faith. So first we'll see the faith, the Christian faith, and secondly, we'll see the Christian's faith, our trust in that truth. The Christian faith, the truth that we believe, what, what is that? Well, when we want to understand what the Christian faith asserts as the truth, we need to open our Bibles And when we do this, we notice that unlike any other literature, the Bible makes an exclusive claim to the truth. The Christian faith that is revealed in the Scriptures is presented as the standard for evaluating the truth or falsehood of every human philosophy, principle, book, and opinion of people that we may read or study. Any statement or promise that contradicts the Scriptures is necessarily false. Conclusions about things that are not addressed in the Scriptures can possibly be true, although we must be careful not to depend on arguments of silence. And finally, anything that repeats what is revealed in the Scriptures is necessarily true. This is the truth that is summarized in the statements of faith that are found in the church's creeds and confessions. The Christian faith revealed in the word declares that there is only one true God in three persons, that he controls everything in his sovereignty, and that he has all authority in heaven and on earth to judge the living and the dead. The faith that was delivered to men by God that is taught in all true churches outlines that all people deserve to perish through Adam because they share in his rebellion against God and deserve the same punishment. Yet the declaration of our sins revealed in the scriptures that's so unpopular among those who do not want to hear that their core values are vanity and a chasing after the wind, that's not the end of all that God has revealed. He didn't just and say you're all sinners, and that's the end of his revelation. The divine revelation of our sins and misery, she serves to drive us to the revelation of our Savior. In the same way that an emergency response team member might first tell a family about the danger and the nearness of a wildfire in order to convince them to evacuate their own homes, and accept the help that is provided to them, God's description of our rebellion and the punishment we deserve leads us to see the rich blessings of the gospel of salvation in Jesus Christ. And the focus of the Christian faith is on the good news of salvation in Jesus Christ the Lord, who was punished for us and in our place, so that we might nevermore be forsaken by God. And God tells us that our salvation does not depend on what we can or cannot do, because we are saved out of mere grace, only for the sake of Christ's merits. That means the solution to the misery in your life is not found in your health, or your comfort, or your husband, or wife, or your children. God does not even promise to save you from poverty, and sickness, and loneliness. What you need is the forgiveness of sins, everlasting righteousness, and salvation. And we confess and believe that this is what God has given to us through his only begotten son, our Lord Jesus Christ. And so the Christian faith, to summarize, is a, it's a message of amazing grace, eternal joy, complete transformation of life. We believe that Jesus came to reign as king in the center of the lives of sinners so that our greatest love is God's grace and his praise is continually on our lips. The Catholic and undoubted Christian faith is a collection of truth statements that shape our core values and are always relevant to our lives. It's never outdated, never needs revisions. And so it can be summarized and used in any part of the world, in any age, to unite the church of Jesus Christ at its most fundamental level. Do you know how old the Apostles' Creed is? Do you know how many situations in the world and throughout history those statements were made summarizing the Christian faith? We can see how this is, how this is, how we're united when we look at how the beautiful creeds and confessions that the Church of Jesus Christ has adopted through the ages in order to glorify God. And not only do these millennially relevant summaries make all that we believe perfectly transparent so anyone can see them, not only does it make the Christian faith subject to scrutiny and evaluation, we, it's not a mystery religion, they also assist the members of Christ church as they reach out to their neighbors and explain what they believe. We have a summary, 12 articles of the Christian faith. And since Jesus wanted this gospel to go out into all the world, followers of what was called the way, as you can read about that in the New Testament, they brought the faith to others, making use of a clear list of articles that a Christian must believe in order to be saved. Our triune God, made it clear that the Christian faith is not just one of many truths that a person can choose to believe or not, but that it is the only truth that stands rock solid. So we pray that God will bless the translation of the Bible into many different languages. We pray for the proclamation of this gospel We pray that more and more people may know the statements of truth, that Christian faith that we believe. The Son of God, Jesus Christ, is Lord. And then like it says in John 20, that by believing, they may have life in his name. Because when a person comes into contact with the Christian faith, they will either deny It's call to submit to God in repentance, or they will accept as true all that God has revealed in his word. They will be confident that they are saved by God's grace. So how do you react to the message of the gospel? When God works in the life of a person and infuses the Christian faith right into the core of their being, it will influence every part of their lives. The scripture says, the righteous will live by faith. We see the Christian's faith. So when Christians talk about their faith, when we talk about our faith, we're talking about the fact that by the gracious working of God, we believe that the Bible is true, that the triune God saves us from the punishment we deserve for our sins, and he restores us to fellowship with him. By believing in Jesus Christ, we are united to Jesus Christ. We become a part of his body so that we are accepted into the family of God as his innocent children, and he protects us, he provides for us, he guides us by his power in all our lives. Christians show that God has infused faith into the core of their being by their willingness to depend on God, to trust him, to receive Christ's work in their place. And when we believe in God, we are actually transferred from darkness and spiritual poverty into light, perfect righteousness in God's sight and salvation out of mere grace. Whereas believing in the importance of any other goal, having any other core value in your heart, makes it necessary for you to be strong and capable Believing in Jesus Christ sets us free from earning anything. If you are part of another religion, if you you worship another so-called God, or if you're involved with magical rites, or if you think that the answer, the core value is, is working hard, or going on a vacation, all these goals, these core values demand something from you. But the poor in spirit, says our Lord Jesus Christ, receive the kingdom of God. We receive it as an inheritance. It is something that has been obtained for us by Jesus Christ. It is given to us as a gift because we are a part of his body and we share in all his treasures and gifts. If you believe that your friend meant it, when he or she said that they loved you, well, then you don't spend all your time trying to earn the other person's love, but you shape your life based on this starting point assumption. If you believe that level one of the video game that you're playing is completed, you show that you believe that by moving on to level two. The Christian's faith in Christ Make them see that any attempts at doing good works to earn salvation are as pointless as pretending to open a door that has already been opened. The Christian's faith allows us to walk past all the self righteous pretenders trying to earn favor with God and walk past the ignorant unbelievers who don't know Jesus Christ through the door that Christ has opened up by his work to move on to a life of fellowship with God. We take seriously what our Lord Jesus said when he said, it is finished. He has done his work. He has paid for our sins. And now what's left, the deeds of thankfulness that we also read about in James How's that going for you, depending on God? We like to, we like to imagine often that we've, we've completely entrusted our lives into his care, like a person throwing themselves backward into the receiving arms of a friend. But the reality is that there are many times in our lives When we fail to rely on Him as our only Lord, we fail to to grasp that gospel of the Christian faith that Jesus Christ has done everything perfectly. Although the Christian faith as a body of teaching is unchanging, a Christian's faith is something that varies dramatically in each different person and at different stages in our lives. By calling the disciples, you of little faith, in Matthew 6, and later addressing some believers as being weak in faith, like you read in Romans 14, the Holy Spirit reveals that it is possible to have more or less faith. That faith can be strong weak. That's why the disciples asked Jesus to increase their faith. And at other times, the apostles spoke of strengthening the faith of believers, of of the need to stand firm in the faith. It's clear that this knowledge and this acceptance of God's word as true and this confidence in the work of Jesus Christ is something that varies in each person. As we state together when we prepare ourselves for the celebration of Lord's Supper, we say together we do not have perfect faith and we do not serve God with such zeal as he requires. Daily we have to contend with the weakness of our faith and with the evil desires of our flesh. And to picture that difference between strong and weak faith We can imagine that the air is the blessed truth that helps us to survive. And Fallen sinners are like people who have plunged into a lake where there is no oxygen to breathe. The water of the lake is like the lies of the devil and the temptations that fulfill our sinful desires but are waging war against our souls. Anyone who tries to breathe under the water will eventually drown but people who come up out of the water to breathe fresh air they will survive longer only those who have faith that there is air and that that air is necessary for survival will come up out of the water to breathe in the same way only those who have faith in god and his promises We'll trust in him, we'll we'll turn to him for forgiveness, for strength to deal with the temptations and hardships of this life. The difference between a person with weak faith and a person with strong faith is that a person with strong faith will spend more time breathing in the blessed air, the truth of God's love. People with weak faith may take a breath of air once in a while, especially when there's an emergency. They know that God is there and they and they know that they need Him to, to help them. Those with weak faith, faith try to face their problems as much as possible on their own strength. They don't live constantly breathing in the air outside the water, trying to survive on the little bit of oxygen that you are storing in your lungs as you fight to survive in the pressing waters of sin and temptation makes life a lot more difficult than constantly dwelling in the presence of God, surrounding yourself with his love and promises all the time, carrying them with you. People with strong faith spend most of their time on the surface, inhaling God's truth and depending on God for help through constant prayer. They show their core values, the faith that rests in the core of their being. Relying on God is that gut reaction. And they give in to this desire and trust that God infuses into the core of their being many times. People with strong faith are surface dwellers. They are the people who, who carry oxygen tanks on their, ba- their backs wherever they go. And as a result, the temptations of the world become less attractive and the threats of the devil less dangerous. We imagine the Lord to be like air and life to be like a lake and committing yourself to God to be like breathing air at the surface. Then a person with weak or little faith will go up for air very few times and a person with strong faith will spend more time at the surface relying on God's grace to sustain them. Now being in the same water as their fellow Christians it's not that the lives of those with strong faith are easier, but their constant reliance on God makes those with stronger faith more peaceful, confident, joyful, no matter what hardships they are facing. That's why the Lord Jesus urges us to, to pray that we, our faith might be strengthened. Is not something that just happens automatically? It's not a switch again. He's where it's a prayer that we might spend more time in God's Word, in conversation with Him, relying on His grace. A Christian's faith is strengthened by repetition. The more the truth is held before our eyes instead of the lies, the more that truth will impact our lives, our understanding, our hearts. The more often we are repeating the doctrines of grace and the wonderful acts of God like like we did as we were singing those psalms and hymns urging a repetition of the glorious love of God, the more we will experience the reality of this love so beautifully revealed to us. Like a sport, practice and repetition gives you muscle memory so that turning to God's promises and, and finding comfort in Christ's finished work is your gut reaction, your, your initial response. Let's try, try the experiment. Listen to the Psalms that call us to repeat. Let a week go by where you actually spend more time in prayer Bible reading and discussion with your friends and family about the gospel truth than you do looking at other people's lives or achievements on your phones. It's a rich blessing when we live with regular reminders of the truth, when we are living in the air of God's blessings, living in a Thanksgiving Prayer, reading and meditation on the scriptures, submission to the preaching, giving of our time and energy, not first of all to ourselves, but to the communion of saints, to the broader community around. And although sometimes we wonder why we keep repeating the same things, why we always repeat the creed, maybe it sounds like platitudes, It's actually breathing. Repeating the creed sincerely, constantly sets the truth plain, center in the midst of all our doubts and hardships which keep coming up, keep challenging us. A Christian's faith changes their entire experience of life because now they live every moment of their life with Christ in the center. And you can't live every moment of your life with Christ in the center without a smile, without a prayer of thanksgiving, without that central peace that comes in knowing he's done everything for us and in our place, that he loves us all the time strengthening our faith by learning to constantly turn to God in worship and humble prayer we become content with our salvation in Jesus Christ we have peace that far outshines the hardships of injury and illness or financial distress or addictions or broken relationships Instead of living only for ourselves and our own comforts, we live for Christ and for his kingdom that will not fail. The forgiveness of sins, everlasting righteousness, and salvation out of mere grace for the sake of Christ's merits is truly more valuable And more important than any other dreams or expectations we may be focusing our attention upon, in Christ we have everything we need. Let Christ be the king at the core of your being. Believe in the triune God, and you will find peace and comfort for every day. Amen.